Welcome, everybody, to the BA Podcast, where brothers argue and give you no-nonsense arguments mixed with a dump truck full of nonsense <laughs> from my brother over here. Whole dump truck. This is where we talk about sports, outdoors, life, everything, where we show you Christ is the center of all, whether you like it or not. Boom. I'm your host, Jordan, and this morphin over here is titled Zach. Are you making up words again? No. Morphin? Yeah, you're a single-celled life form, and you have a name, so... There you go. It hurts my feelings. I have self-esteem issues. I don't care about your feelings. Apparently not. All right. Well, anyways, today's shows are going to be about hunting. Hunting is something that I do in my spare time, and Jordan can't spare time for anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to cover why we like hunting, a few misconceptions about hunting, is hunting biblical, and how Christ is the center of hunting. Yeah, and through this show, you'll notice that I know everything about hunting, and Zach doesn't know anything. About anything. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Dude, you got to have something different than insulting my intelligence all the time. Why? Well, because that's just getting old. But you have no intelligence, so it's easy it's to just, insult. It's just low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am really passionate about hunting. That's why I'm a member of PETA. Are you now? I, I didn't think you liked PETA. Yeah, yeah, people eating tasty animals. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's a pretty cool group. Do you take donations? Sure. <laughs> is, that just, is that just in the form of meat? <laughs> right. I mean, meat's good, so it could be a currency. Okay. Yeah. Let's, we so instead of Bitcoin, we're gonna go with just raw meat. Sure. Hmm. Something. It's, something tells me that's not gonna work quite as well. Did you hear about the two guys in Michigan years back that were hunting on a frozen lake? On a frozen lake. This might be urban legend, but it had to have been true. I would think. It just has to be true. I don't know. Don't legends start from truth or myths start from truth? Allegedly, usually? according to legend. <laughs> so the so the story has it that this one guy brought bought a brand new forty thousand dollar SUV. Okay. And they decided it's Michigan, right? So all okay. the lakes are frozen. Yeah. And they decided to go out on the lake and they're duck hunting. Drive the brand new wait, car out wait, on the lake. Do ducks? Come onto frozen lakes? Well, they go to where the open water is, so okay. you have to get to them. Okay. Anyways, I think the whole purpose was they were going to go out and create open water so that they could duck hunt, right? So like they, they were going to pee all over it? What? <laughs> no. Oh, different, different. So thing. they drive out here, right? <laughs> they get all their guns, decoys out. They get their dog out. Their dog's a retriever. Uh-huh. I think it was a lab. Anyways, they're sitting here like trying to figure out how they're going to make a hole. So they pull some dynamite. Everyone has that problem. They pull some dynamite out of the trunk. They light the dynamite. Wait, can you just get dynamite? And they throw it as far as they can to try and blow a hole in the ice. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Well, remember I said they had a retriever with them? I think I know where this is going. So the dog took off, got the dynamite, and started running back towards them. Oh, man. The guys freaked out. (laughs) So they started shooting at the dog with their shotguns. They tried to kill their but dog. But it's bird shot, so it didn't do anything to the dog. And the dog got scared, so it ran over and hid underneath the brand new <laughs> SUV. Kaboom. <laughs> Wait, the, the dog died? Yeah, the dog died. Dude, all your the, stories are the just car, sad. The car went to the bottom of the lake. But apparently the insurance company said they wouldn't cover it because they were using dynamite illegally. <laughs> <laughs> but did they create some open water? Yes, and they still had their guns, so maybe they were able there to get you some go. good duck hunting. There you go. That's a good hunting story. I don't know if that's... That can't be real. It's funny. 
so is is this why is this why you like hunting because you get to kill your your pets and um kill your pets isn't that what this story was about i don't take pets hunting oh so that's not a bird bird dog isn't necessarily a pet it's a working dog Oh, so it's like one of those service animals where you put a little vest on them? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So maybe I shouldn't be talking about hunting. <laughs> no, Zach. <laughs> Wait, so so why do you like hunting then if it's not about the pets? You know, I don't really know where the roots came for me, but it's something that I have been really passionate about, and it's deep in our family now. I mean, my son, he's seven, but uh, he's all into it. He has a 22 and we go out and shoot small game. And, and, uh, I mean, the biggest thing for me is, is a lot of people think that hunting is just going out and killing. Right. And that's not, that's not what hunting is. Hunting encompasses yeah. everything around it. So it's the, you know, the outdoors, the family time and, and the food. That's, that's the biggest things for me. I thought they called and it hunting because there isn't very much killing that goes on. Well, hunting is the pursuing of it, but part of that is, is is taking an animal's life. So it's more about the journey, not the destination. It's both. Because it doesn't stop at harvesting an animal. Yeah. The hunting doesn't stop until you've processed the animal and it's on your table and you're eating it, right? That's the ultimate goal. I'm not going to lie. That's my least favorite part. Well, it's because you don't like work. That's also true. Anything you can do to get around work, you do that. That's called ingenuity. No, it's not. It's called lazy. Or, or I like to call it, taking advantage of other people because generally other people do the work and you take advantage That's of it. That's not true. Most of the time I compliment them while they're doing the work. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think hunting has a lot of serious misconceptions around it. And we can do a whole show on those. We should. Um, yeah, I think that would be a really good idea because I, I take this subject personally because it's something I do. I know. But there's so much good in hunting. Um, like hunters are the number one contributor to conservation efforts, right? Is that self-proclaimed? And no, it's it's fact. It's based oh. on, I, I mean, hunters give more to conservation through their own efforts and money than any other sole identity or person, group, or organization and anywhere. Is, is conservation like preservation? Um, yeah, th- I think that's part of it. Isn't that where you take delicious jams and jellies and <laughs> put them in cans? <laughs> no, that's a... I mean, that's a different (laughs) use of preservation. But I mean, it's kind of the same thing. You end up with food afterwards, right? I guess. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) that's not the same thing. Oh, but no, I mean, hunters, hunters, just to throw a few facts out, hunters generate around $450 million every year for conservation programs like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Backcountry, Hunters and Anglers, uh, organizations that from, like that. That's just their own donations or is that from yes, that's just their fees? Own, or? That's just their own donations. Okay. That doesn't include the tax money we pay through uh, uh, self-imposed excise taxes, which we can debate that later, whether that's is a that like, good thing or not. Is that the same thing as exorcisms? Excise and exorcism? No, those are two totally different things. Okay, good, because... I didn't want to self-impose that on myself. <laughs> People, you can tell that Zach doesn't know anything about hunting. Okay, that's not fair. That's not fair at all. I've killed more animals than you up until about six or seven years ago. <laughs> Wait, what? That doesn't make How, any sense. The, the, the first 
Like it's five years of my hunting were more successful than the first seven years so, of yours. Because you're feeding off of my success and my work. Let's get back to you being lazy <laughs> and taking advantage of people. Just because so I would you do, did all the scouting. I would do all the scouting, all the work. I would have an area to go to, and you would hunt 10 minutes yeah, and shoot a to, huge To be buck. fair, you were terrible at hunting the area you scouted. I would come in, and you would be like in the spot where there's no animals. And I'd be like, I'm going to go back to the truck now. And then I'd find the big animal on my way back. How does that make me terrible? Oh, because you did. I provided that opportunity you, for you. You didn't get the <laughs> <animal>. <laughs> I was a really good guide. I That is fair. I appreciate you as a guide. I just wish you were a little bit more like a Sherpa and would carry my stuff too. <laughs> you have to pay me for that. Yeah, capitalism. So so you don't, you're not sure how hunting really originated in with you but but why do you why do you like it like why is it so passionate for you what what is it about hunting? well everybody's different so i don't think i can really answer what in me makes me passionate about hunting but it's just it's just an activity that no, i'm not I, talking about everyone i'm talking I about enjoy. you what, what is what is it specifically do you enjoy the chase do you enjoy the preparation do you enjoy all of it the it's difficulty the all of it i mean it's yeah. something that i'm doing year round is is thinking about where i'm going to go next you know yeah a uh, good friend of mine, Anthony, he and I are very similar and we're always talking about, you know, gear upgrades and, and where we're going to go and scouting and, sure. and methods and, and we're trying to learn every year and get better sure. at it. I, I think hunting... You talk about gear upgrades. What's the first vehicle you hunted in? You mean when I was a little kid? Yeah. Uh, so my dad drove a little uh, hatchback Honda Civic. <laughs> <laughs> so for the amateur hunters out there, is that a good starting hunting vehicle to have? Whatever you have that can get you to the woods is good for me. Okay. As okay. long as you're in the woods. Okay. I think hunting is a good outlet for men especially because it is so satisfying. You know, you can be out enjoying God's creation. You I can, like being satisfied. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> You can enjoy the company of other people, or if you like to hunt yourself, it's it's just being in God's creation and you're and you're. I've never I've never pursuing something by yourself, which takes so much skill and work to become good at, and then you're providing food for your family, which you put on the table to eat. So, my hunting approach is a little different than yours. Just a slight tweak. You're you know all about the preparation and the skill. I'm more like. It's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes it go by quicker. <laughs> yeah. So so my hunting experience was the first thing I remember is the first two years you got to go and I didn't get to go. And I cried like a baby because I didn't get to go hunting. I wanted to do everything you were doing. And then the next two years I cried because of how boring hunting was. <laughs> and it was a terrible experience. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, that was before the we we got better at hunting sure i mean we're pretty successful deer hunters now sure and yeah I, I, and i joke but i do enjoy hunting i for me i do enjoy some of the challenges and stuff but the thing i think that i really enjoy about it is the social aspect i enjoy being out with with you um my family members that go it is enjoyable it is enjoyable but there's a lot of work with it and Sure, but what about what about the actual activity itself i mean you you think it's a positive thing right yeah, I think there's a there's a lot of skills that go into hunting that are just practical skills, even if you don't actually go hunting, just some of the prep work. I mean, even doing some of the hunter's education and safety, you, you get to learn how to handle guns. You get accustomed to that. You, learn, you can learn certain survival skills for 
being out in the woods and stuff like that. Well, and then the, the real hunters that actually process their own animals. Yeah. I mean, you learn that skill too. It's yeah. good to, it's good to know how to do that in case you ever had to provide yep. for yourself and you your hang family. it up in the garage and get the weed hacker. Out. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's just disrespecting the animal. That's true. But it kind of looks like that after I'm done. Cause I'm terrible at it. I'm Why? getting better though. I'm getting better though. Why do you think there's so many misconceptions about hunting? Well, I think it's because it's just become so associated with a lot of people that have done it bad. I think those are the, the yeah. people that end up in the headlines, end up that people see or have experienced with it. I think it's also Hollywood. They've always portrayed yeah. hunting in a bad light, and, and they have no idea what they're talking about. What are you talking about? You know, I think... What's that? I said, what are you talking about? I watched Bambi. The hunters were the good guys. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I think so many people have, have misconceptions about what hunting is. Because when we say hunting, we're not, like I said, we're not just talking about going out and killing something. That's, yeah. that's such a small part of it. Yeah. Hunting involves everything that encompasses it. So, so being outdoors, the preparation, the skill that it takes, uh, you know, and the motivation behind it is not only not only providing food for your family, but hunters are conservationists, right? Yeah. Part of our responsibility as, as human beings made in the image of God is managing the animals and taking dominion over the animals. And part of doing that is not just going out and, and harvesting them for food, which helps uh, maintain a healthy herd, but also providing habitat for them, um, healthy habitat for them, and then also reintroducing them to areas where Maybe they haven't been or before, or they were, and they were pushed out by people, right? And yeah. so we've contributed in, in more ways well, through I think, hunting. Well, a lot of things you're talking about now, I don't think really come up in your association with hunting at all. No. I mean, even for me, for the longest time, that wasn't even something I thought about. And I think more, more people think it's just about you wanting to go get a rush from killing something or, yeah, or you I don't think, like animals and you just want to go kill them. They don't think about the other side to that. Or the selfish side of it. I, th I think one of the most common misconceptions is that when you say hunter, you're talking about a trophy hunter, right? That That's all the negativity in the news. What's a, what's a news. trophy hunter? So, so all the negativity in the news and stuff about hunting is, is, oh, look at these trophy hunters, right? You're just out head hunting. Dude, I love head hunters. They get part of your salary after you find the job that, that, that no that's totally different than what we're talking what? about that's a headhunter no what i'm talking about is applicable to hunting animals so people's uh... mind i think a lot of people that that either don't hunt or are anti-hunters is that uh we're just out there hunting a big trophy animal and we cut the head off and take it home and that's Wait. that's just categorically false right there there's a few People, there's a small minority of people, obviously, that do that yeah. and give everyone else a bad name. But the vast majority of hunters are doing it for the food, right? Yeah. yeah. The resource. Yeah, I do think that. And I'm not going to lie. When you're out hunting, you are, you're still looking for, there's yeah. some excitement to get a big animal oh, yeah. or it's something. Awesome. It's, not, it's not like people are out there and that doesn't matter at all. But there's a big difference between being out there just to get a trophy to go on the wall versus if I get that, that would be awesome. And I may try to try to get that. But at the end of the day, I'm actually more concerned about right. in a sense, using the animal, not just uselessly. Right. In it. a sense, trophy hunting isn't a bad thing if you're if you're harvesting the entire resource. Yeah. You're yeah, not just you're, out you're there. putting it to use. You're, you're not, not just out ways. there to to grab the antlers and beat yourself on the chest and show off, right? That's not why we're out that there. That sounds super painful. What? Beating yourself on the chest? With antlers. It's an expression. 
Did you just not make with that antlers? Up? No, beating, oh. yourself on a, beating yourself on the chest is like saying, look at me, look oh, how good I, I am. I thought you were saying that you killed the animal, got the antler, and started beating yourself on the chest. With Why would you do that? That I, makes, I, I that makes absolutely I, no sense. I, I thought it was just you being you. I thought you were that committed to being a hunter. Well, okay, so getting back to, to <laughs> the misconception, there's a lot of them, but I think that's probably yeah. one, one of the biggest. And... And our responsibility as hunters is to have respect and honor for that animal, right? So question, since I don't see this as much, and this is more of a stereotype from older days, but how do they keep the meat warm now that they're not strapping it on the hoods of their cars? How do they keep it warm? Yeah. You're not, you want to get it as cold as fast as possible. Wait, then why'd they strap it on the hoods of their cars? Because people didn't understand how to take care of animals, how to process them properly. Oh, so it was just ignorance? Probably, yeah. Because that that I've heard from people is a a big turnoff when they see people bringing in animals. Well, if you have a car... For display. Oh, I see what you're saying. Well, if you have a car, you have to get it home somehow. Well, sure, I know, but it seems like a common miss... I don't know if you've seen the movie uh, Open Season. That's where the hunters, they come in, and he's got the deer... I don't even think it ends up being dead, but he's getting strapped. Also, there's no such thing as Open Season. That just shows how much Hollywood knows about hunting. There isn't? No, you can't just go out and blam every animal you see. There's no such thing as that. I thought there was. I thought it was it was also called, also known as the purge. <laughs> what? We're probably going to get into misconceptions about hunting and stuff in other shows. but Yeah, for sure. But in thinking along these lines, there's misconceptions. But what about from a strictly Christian perspective? Should should Christians be involved in hunting? Is it something that's biblical? I, I believe so, yes. I, I think that... We don't have to go much further than Genesis 1 to find an argument for why hunting is good, right? 1, 2. Isn't that... What? Are you going to read that? Because I was just going to spitball something. Well, when God created us, and he created the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, every creeping thing on the earth, he told humans to fill the earth and subdue it, to have dominion over the fish, over the birds, and over every living thing on the earth, right? And... And dominion is that synonymous with hunting. And that includes what we do for conservation and management of the animals. And hunting is part of that because healthy man- hmm. or keeping a healthy herd and managing the animals, part of that is removing part of the herd, right? Because otherwise resources are diminished and then you create unhealthy animals. But moving on to Genesis 9, 3, mm-hmm. God says, every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. Every moving thing. But some of those moving things don't look appetizing at all. But someone somewhere eats it. That's actually probably true. That's that's very true. So I think that's a pretty blanket statement for partaking of animals as food. What as about sustenance. the fact that we can do that, eat food, without hunting? Eat meat, I mean, not food. We could You could just go to the grocery store. I mean, that's where most of the meat comes from. And it's all packaged up for you and everything. Yeah. But they even inject out, stuff into it to make it look red. <laughs> right? <laughs> so the reason I much prefer going and harvesting my own food is I know that that animal had free range life, right? It's much healthier for you because it's a leaner meat. You don't have animals that are under high stress. So, I mean, a good steak is good, but I would much rather know where my food came from. And the ability to go out and harvest an animal and put it on the table is such a satisfying thing because you worked hard for that. Plus, it's a lot cheaper than going to the store and buying beef. Is it? So I think there's so many benefits 
to mm. hunting over just going to the store and buying food because you don't know how those animals were treated you don't know what's been put into them um sure etc et what you if know? what if the packaging says free range is that mean that it's like hunting for them doesn't doesn't free range mean that they're not encased in like a big pasture with a high fence all the time i'm not an expert but i would say yes because well, i like to be agreeable well you're not going out and hunting cattle those those animals were raised and harvested they're, they're raised for the purpose of what if butchering. you mistake a cow for what you are hunting then you're a terrible hunter <laughs> and you shouldn't be out in the woods yeah i've never done that so you've got, i would hope not <laughs> <laughs> you've got a few verses here and everything but i I'm already seeing a little bit of a problem with your theory that What's hunting's that? good. Well, What's that? all the hunters in the Bible are bad people. You've got Nimrod, Esau, Jordan. Oh, wait, Jordan. You're, you're not in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I am, but I'm a river. They're not the good characters. They're Esau not the and Nimrod are the only two people I can think of that are specifically implied as, as hunters. Yeah, and, and they're no bueno, dude. They're, they're, there's a verse in the Bible that says, uh, Esau, I have hated. That's true. Now, it doesn't say hunting I hated, but... Esau and hunting kind of go hand in hand. Maybe well, it was because he was a hunter. Well, sinners partake in this sport too, you know. Sinners. Which, well, I guess that's kind <laughs> we're of, we're all sinners, right? But people that aren't Christians partake in this sport. Does that mean that the that the activity of hunting is bad? No, I would not. No, so I, I don't think the that. fact that someone is is a terrible I'm just person saying, in how the Bible you didn't get one? You did get some fishermen. Yeah. You, you know what I find funny? You know, in all the like animal movies, they still eat the fish. You know, like you can't eat the animals. Well, but it's because nobody fish. cares about fish. That's what I'm going to say. I mean, even Jesus was eating fish. Killing animals is bad, but killing fish is okay because no one cares why, about fish. Why is that? Why don't we care about fish? Because we've been brainwashed. Oh. You know, you wouldn't exist today without hunting. I wouldn't. It, it's in our DNA. Like our ancestors lived off animals. There's, I thought, there's I thought nothing, they were vegan. What am I trying to say? There's nothing something your dumb. body needs that you can't get from an animal byproduct. But can't you get it from alternatives? Yes. But what I'm saying is, is that there's nothing we need, our bodies need to survive that you can't get from an animal byproduct. Now, the difference is, is, is our ancestors were utilizing every single part of that animal, which today we would turn up our noses is a lot of it. We don't eat the intestines. We don't eat the stomach contents. We don't eat, you know, I, I mean, I've eaten liver, but I don't necessarily like it. So, so we wouldn't that's, be here today if it wasn't for hunting. What about the fact that in hunting inherently involves killing and that involves death and death is a bad thing well i think we're getting into a misconception again and that's that hunting is murder which it's not because animals aren't people we're not made in the image <laughs> no, of so, god so, so i'm not going that route i know that that is a that is a line but but death itself is a sign of the fall it's a sign of how things should not be it's it, it came into the world through sin so death is a as a bad thing so what about in in genesis where where God provided Adam and Eve with animal skins Ooh. to wear as clothing. So wouldn't you say that God killed an animal first? Or you can take the exegesis that I prefer and God just skinned them. That's a really big word for you. I know, dude. I just learned it the other day. They, he skinned the animal and then made them a new skin and the animal never died. Where does it say that? It doesn't. It's what I like to call non-biblical exegesis <laughs> <laughs> well, then why is that on the show <laughs> oh you're saying that's a bad thing 
If people can do newspaper exegesis, why can't I do Zach's exegesis? Because it's terrible. What's exegesis mean? Hey, what did the deer say to <laughs> oh his friend gosh. when he asked if he wanted to go hunting? Are we really doing this? I'm game. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about this, Jordan. Your jokes aren't funny. They are. That's hilarious. We were gonna we we we're gonna do a segment because they're not funny. They are funny. They're hilarious. <laughs> you know something I've noticed? I've noticed that this whole show, you haven't pulled out the dictionary. Not even once. No, I don't need the dictionary. That's normally your go-to. I know everything. Oh, you know everything. Well, no, I'm since just you kidding. you're dropping the ball here. I'm just kidding. Bro. I have gone to my trusty dictionary, which I discovered last show. Do <laughs> you want to know the definition of hunting, or at least one of the definitions of hunting? What? It's about the fastest way to get oneself shot while in the company of Dick Cheney. <laughs> I like it. That's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. You know, just for the people that were wondering. Okay, so do we have any other biblical reasons for hunting being a good thing? Like, is there... We have hunters, and we have the Bible saying that there's food, but there was also lots of animals that God said that we couldn't eat because they are unclean. Sure, in the Old Testament. Yeah. And most of those animals that they were eating were livestock, too, that you raised. Do, do you think that it... I know well, he says every animal. That's so kind of hard to say which ones weren't, but... Well, that's getting back to a time when your life depended on having livestock, right? And that was a was a currency. Still, it still does. To, to some degree, yeah. I mean, yeah. where do you think all the meat in the store comes from? It oh, the comes back from, room. It comes from livestock, right? Oh. But not everyone has to have livestock. Yeah. Like, I don't have livestock. You don't? No. That's not what it means when you buy stock? No, that doesn't make any sense. What's oh. with you and your dumb things that just don't make sense? Oh, you mean my red your herrings? Your definitions. My red herrings? Is that, is that what they're called? Yeah, they're just called red herrings. So since we're doing hunting, I figured this is a good episode to talk about the red herring fallacy, which there's a little bit of debate on its origin, but the reason it's called a red herring is it's usually associated with hunting dogs. and either it tastes really good? No, red herrings do not taste herring good. Herring is good. Is it? It is. Is that what you get in the can? And it's chicken of the sea? Chicken? No, that's tuna. Oh. Oh, I need to get Tuna is the ready. chicken of the sea. Anyways, that's your red herring. Or did I just <laughs> red herring myself? Anyways, nobody knows. The red herring, they would, they would drag it across the trail when they're training hunting dogs, allegedly, to either throw them off the scent so that they would trail what they were doing. And that's what a red herring does. A red herring is something someone introduces into an argument that intentionally diverts the argument. So we'll be talking about something. You do that all the time. Yes. <laughs> and they bring something else up. So then you start talking about that and not the original subject. So it's a fallacy. So the more you know. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. So now... Why is it called a red herring? Do you know? I just told you. Oh. They used it, supposedly, there's some debate on whether it was part. used. Yeah, because you never listened to me. No, I know. See, you don't use red herrings. You just no, stop I was listening trying to think, altogether. I was trying to think of a good insult for you, and I couldn't come up with That's one. That's because so, you got nothing. So I, so I just blocked you out while I was thinking about a good insult. tear down perfection. Tear down perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like in Jeremiah 16 where... God talks about how he's going to send fishermen to fish the people Ooh. or hunters to hunt them from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rocks to bring them to him. Okay. So, so Jeremiah basically said, go get your hunting license. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said. <laughs> Except the difference is we're not hunting people, we're hunting food. But he's using it as an analogy, right? So 
Which way does this analogy go? We were the analogy of hunting people is what we use for no. hunting food. No, so what he's saying is that he's going to send for many fishermen and he's going to send for many hunters and use them to hmm. bring the people to him. So you're saying that by hunting and fishing, you can learn a little bit about our mission in life, basically. Because yeah. we're with the Great Commission, he sent, he took fishermen and turned them into fishers of men. Right. We should be pursuing. Does that mean like we we're do supposed do to animals. sell things to people, as the term goes, hook, line, and sinker? <laughs> that's a red herring too <laughs> i don't know that doesn't have anything you to could do. use red herring as bait on the hook yes yeah. yes you could yeah well, all right all yeah, right see, i see it. it ties in all right it's 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 attainable so jeremiah was the first fishing game first fishing game yeah he set the rules for hunting oh no and fishing no i think it's just an analogy oh, oh. but i think it's good yeah that is good so is it as is there as much personal anguish in hunting men for the gospel as there is in hunting animals? Personal <laughs> anguish? What kind of hunting have you been doing? Dude, the, the kind that's not successful, where you're, you're out doing all the work, you're sitting in the rain, playing on your phone. So how many people do you talk to that, that actually come to Christ? Very few, right? If any. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm saying you're a terrible hunter. <laughs> did you like that? I did. Yes. yes, that's very accurate. What I need is you to go scout it out and do oh, all the prep work oh, okay. so that I can come so in. You have a higher. I'm a odds. closer. I'm you the have closer. Higher odds. Yeah, I'm. I'm just the closer, dude. I, I got some advice from an old Native American once. Oh yeah, he, do you speak their language? He said, "Never go hunting for buffalo with a dull spear. Why? It, it's pointless." Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Your jokes are pointless because they're absolute garbage. What about Isaiah? You had something in Isaiah, didn't you? Oh yeah. So part of our show is to show you how Christ is the center of everything. And so I think one of the ways you can draw out that Christ is the center of hunting beyond the analogy and just being biblical is we've tied hunting into providing food, either for your family or others, but primarily getting food to eat. And in Isaiah... Uh, 40 verse 11 he says talking about jesus the messiah that he will feed his flock like a shepherd he'll gather the lambs with his arms and carry them in his bosom blah 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 anyways the point is he says he's gonna feed it, them it said blah 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 dude what it's, version? it's a weird translation what it's translation i think it's called the that? message and oh, um okay but i edited it so it's the <laughs> message edited by zach but the point is that he feeds he's, he's talking about how he feeds his people and so what you could say is that primarily the way people are fed is through God. So it's God who feeds his people through means, through the raising of livestock, through hunting. So if you're out hunting and you're providing food for your family and others, you're actually, in a way, doing God's work because he's the one that feeds his people. You're now doing a ministry of feeding his sure, people you're providing through hunting. For your family, yes. yeah. And so tied in with that is not just the, the fact that you're doing God's work, but he also should govern it. Because you get back to it's his creation, his creatures, and you're also doing his work, so you need to do it in a way that's honoring to him. So at that sense, you can say that Christ is the center of it and governs how you do it. So that would apply to hunting, where you would have to be ethical and moral about it. You can't just right. do it to waste or... Yeah, um, which is unfortunate that people do that. Yeah, it really is. Although... 
if that's your intention, I heartily condemn that. But there is another side to that. Well, I also wouldn't call you a hunter if you're doing that. So, because that's a criminal act. Sure. But what I'm getting at is there's another side that obviously I'm not advocating that being your intention. You should always try to harvest your animals. But there's another side that it never truly goes to waste because there are other animals that will use it for food in the wild that helps them as well too. But I, 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 I'm not saying but, yeah, it's still a waste on your end. It's a waste on your end. You should make every effort yeah, definitely possible not to retrieve act. Yes, your animals. Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying that I know there are times in you know, unfortunate scenarios where you've made every effort and you're still not able to. And there can be a sense of a feeling that you did waste something. And I think if you've made every effort and you can honestly say with a good conscience that you have, it's still not a total waste because it's still right. there's still food for other animals and it's still... God has a thriving ecosystem created. Sure, yeah. yeah, and that gets back to Genesis nine that talks about that every everything that moves is food for you. I think it's a pretty blanket statement right there. Even the platypus. Yes, even the platypus. Have you ever had platypus? Nope. Yeah, me neither. I'm sure someone's eaten it. I'm or, sure they have. Or does eat it? Yeah. I mean, the Chinese eat bats and stuff, and that's gross. Yeah, that's how we got COVID. I know. Yeah. Actually, I think that's just a lie, but whatever. We don't care what you think. <laughs> that's misinformation, folks. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's hard for people who either didn't grow up hunting or they live in an area that, like a big city that hunting just isn't a part of society yeah. to fully appreciate it. But even, I mean, there's anti-hunters, right? And a lot of their arguments are just completely irrational uh, or based on secular ideas. But even people that, that don't really fall on either side they just, you have to really understand everything that goes into the hunting aspect. And that's why I think you got to brush the misconceptions aside to fully appreciate sure. the activity. Cause it's like, I was getting back, I'm getting back to what I started with. It's not just killing an animal, right? Taking an animal's life. There's so much more to it than that because, because through taking that animal's life is conservation. It is management of wildlife, yeah. the resource that God has placed on this earth for us to subdue and to have dominion over so are you saying that if we don't kill the animals that's not doing a good job of managing them uh, yes because to maintain Why? a healthy population of animals involves removing some of them from that population because otherwise you negative? have because otherwise you have overpopulation diminishing resources and then mm -hmm. on an unhealthy herd of animals especially when you factor in humans people being here so you're saying because we're we're taking over a large portion of that resource that the animals yeah. had beforehand. So are you saying that us hunting them has actually improved the population? Yes. It, yeah, it, it it's part of managing the animals is diminishing part of the herd, and hmm. and that's what Fish and Game comes in with their uh, statistics, their research, and their studies is determining what that percentage is that hunters should take every year to maintain a healthy herd, and that's where our our tag limits come from and our rules and requirements for different parts of the state based on the size of the herd in that area. You're saying it's not just arbitrary? No, absolutely not. No. Oh. So hunting did us hunting, does that create an environment where there are now more or less animals? Definitely more. And, really? And I think we're going to do a show on this later, basically mm -hmm. how hunters have improve the wildlife the species and the habitat that we have in america and we're talking about america here um shouldn't we just through let... conservation efforts through hunting through 
donations through tax money, like all of that. I think we're going to do a whole show on that. But I mean, just for instance, like just to give you guys an example, you know, people like the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, they try to, or people that donate to them, they take that money and they turn it back into reintroducing elk to areas of America that they used to be that they aren't anymore. So for instance, like uh, a lot of the Southeast, like Kentucky, you know, they, they reintroduced a, an elk herd to Kentucky and they now have a maintainable population there. And they've opened up a hunting season where they take about 10% of that herd every year. Hmm. And so they also work to not only um, protect migration corridors and calving areas, but then they also acquire land to open up to public access, not just for hunting, but also viewing the wildlife and just overall enjoying it. Can't you just go to Yellowstone for that? You could, but Yellowstone opens the, up a whole other can of worms. Have you ever because, been to the zoo? Yes, I have. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> But Yellowstone opens up a whole nother can of worms. I don't want to go down that trail because they've actually created an, a habitat that's unhealthy for a lot of animals through their through their regulations. Ooh. And yeah, so okay. I don't want to go down okay. that rabbit hole this time. Right. But Well, we should wrap things up then, right? Sure. Yeah. So in summary, hunting runs in our family, unlike Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> there are some misconceptions about hunting, especially trophy hunting. But when done to harvest the resource, you are taking part in the Dominion Mandate. God gave us animals for food, and hunting them for food participates in God's work of feeding his people. Hey guys, if you like this show, please visit our website, brothersargue.com, and also share and like. Yep. We can be found on Podbean or social media. Thanks. This, this is our we shameless be, plug time. We would be very appreciative. We would. We actually would. Anyways, so remember, if you're talking to someone who looks like Jordan, <laughs> even though you wish you could talk to anyone else about anything else, Stay on topic and don't use red herrings. That'll wrap it up. Till next time, everyone. Love God and go have a disagreement with someone. Ladies, if your boyfriend doesn't hunt, you have a girlfriend. <laughs>